Let's record. I'm recording myself eating a nice plate of beans. Are they dangerous beans? These beans are mildly spiced and mm. lemony. That's quite nice. I had to explain to my housemates um, what Solomon did, because none of them knew, apart from Dan, who <laughs> used to be an evangelical yeah, split Christian. The child. <laughs> Doing the, like, the, the fucking... The fucking Grinch video, but about Solomon. Like, oh my god! <laughs> so he's like he's a king. Awesome. <laughs> he's the king. That's so cool. <laughs> he's actually awesome. Cut the baby in two. He cut the baby. He, he didn't cut the baby in two. He cut the baby in two in our version. In the normal version, I'm, he doesn't I'm pretty cut the sure baby it in two. Also came up in I think Wicked Divine, like in something I read recently. Mm. Someone so. was like, uh, I'm not as smart as King Solomon. And someone was like, who is that? And then they said, uh, he was an ancient king and he was very smart because he split a baby, cut a baby in two. Maybe. <laughs> Have you finished Wicked and Divine? Yeah. Isn't it great? It's good shit. It's great shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you would love it. That's why I tried to make you read it for like years. I love the... Yeah, I, I got around to it. I just had to get a device where I can read it on. Yeah. I love the bit where there's like 10 pages of just black panels <laughs> oh that's literary i love when it's her killing her over time in different incarnations and like sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't and it's like all the different time periods that's great i've got a physical copy of the one with the um with the goths and the and the romans i think somewhere it's good tuesday that's what i say and then americans make fun of me <laughs> there you go what oh a bottle of water on yeah, tuesday is it tuesday Tuesday. 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 In America, they call Tuesday. it Crisps Day. <laughs> <laughs> they call they, it they Potato Day. Her. They call it Freedom well, Fries Day. Yeah. They call if it. If don't like that, they should hear how, how I pronounce the village I grew up in. Um, I won't uh, because that would be doxing myself. <laughs> Everyone can Sorry. like tra- oh. Americans. Oh, is it the name of your village? Or the yeah. accent. Oh, I, I thought you said the, the regional accent would, like, from your village is going to be able to, people are going to be able <laughs> to be great. check there. If Americans imagine, were imagine able to pirate. hear a regional accent and immediately zero on the specific hamlet in the UK that it belongs there to. There's a fucking, the fucking accents guy on YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's hot, oh, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who, who it turned out was the dialect coach for Elvis. He's sexy. I'm That's not mad. so funny. I love that he's just stuck like that now. That's just how he talks. <laughs> it's a, Look, it's a, it's a very sexy accent. Like, did you watch his hot ones? It's very... Uh, is very good? pleasing to the to the ear. Yeah. To the, how about to the eye? Do you think he's hot? He has, like, a, he has like a very, like, calm... Like in in the hot ones video, he's just like eating these like really spicy wings and just like, oh yeah, that's hot. <laughs> I think because he's like, he, isn't he like a child actor, right? Yeah. Do you think he's just like, I don't know, he survives through sheer like chillness. He's just like at one with the universe. Yeah. I think he's probably become the most adaptable person on the planet, um, yeah. which is why he's now stuck in this accent until he presumably gets another dialect coach for another role. <laughs> um, like, I don't know what what being on a Baz Luhrmann film is like, but I can only imagine God. it changes you permanently. Hanging out with anybody called Baz for too long, I think, yeah. will change Hanging you permanently. Like, fucking, <laughs> Tom Hanks doing the doing the other interesting accent in that. Uh, yeah, there's like this real battle of the what? accent. Yeah. He's <laughs> hot. He said something. You gotta go his... sing Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
he said something about how he was like DMing with Tom Hanks like a lot like before he started doing the movie and they were like mm-hmm. doing like <laughs> Colonel Tom roleplay or something. Uh okay. That's, That's kind of fun. Elvis is DNI. <laughs> that's that's so true. That's normal acting behavior. I just hate acting. It's terrible. It's um, awful. I I like the I like the take of like someone who said that uh, as if everyone is making fun of the Elvis guy as if that's not something that would have happened to all of us. And it, I did realize that I would just like if someone says like a word a lot, I will also like start saying that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I I take up like speech patterns of the people around me like quite a lot yeah i'm like a um, sponge yeah um it, it's terrible hanging out with my housemate alec for too long um because i'll start End the sentence like, yeah it's just terrible yeah. um because I'll, we'll, I'll start i'll forget that we have like a horrible sort of way of communicating and then i'll be with other people and i'll be like wow this beer sucks mad dick and i'm <laughs> and i'm like that's not the normal way to like talk about things. Yeah, does it mean it's because good or you're codependent in a way that I haven't worked out yet? <laughs> <laughs> Something new and unfathomable is happening here. <clears throat> Folly like, is, is sucking bad dick a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'll be fucking okay. mad. That this fucks epic pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, the, I would suck this sandwich is so good I would suck its cock it's just like really not good it's not, good. <laughs> it's not something you can say at work no and sometimes I, I said something not that bad but sort of kind of uh, with my with my friend Nat um, when we were at a board game cafe and I don't know her like super well but I was like oh there's nothing to do in the countryside except drink beer in fields and jack off and I was like maybe I should just like <laughs> talk this way to people who aren't like super close with me well you weren't wrong were you I wrong lying. <laughs> that's just true it's really yeah i i had this thought like yeah the, the other day before we delayed this podcast recording and i had i was like it, i had this thought if 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 we should like do the child a child friendly episode where we don't talk about <laughs> controversial topics such okay, as 911 and pro masturbation. It's already out the window. Uh, we could do that for part two. <laughs> I'd be really funny to try and do a child-friendly um, thing. That I don't know if Terry is trying that hard. I'm going to put that out there. This book, <laughs> this book is it's giving watership down. It's giving watership down. That's what I was going to say. It really, really is. Like it's intensely watership down. <laughs> Um, what if the real horror it's was giving. sentience? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just um, like, ah, oh, a funny story about a talking cat and a silly little piper boy and rats <laughs> being trapped in cages to the point where they start eating each other. Yeah, and they are so blinded by terror, it sends them back into, like, an animalistic rage. I- <laughs> Terry! <laughs> Okay, that's gonna do it because I think we just want to talk about this. Yeah, um, I guess the best book.
welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Terry Pratchett reread slash watch podcast, uh, hosted by four wonderful little rat friends who are burrowing their way through your skin, muscle, cartilage, and rib cage and into your heart. Um, I'm your host, right. Chaz, but from now on, you can call me um, Broken Mug. <laughs> Um, oh, that's good. I'm your host, Robin, and from now on, you can call me Yellowtail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm oh. next. Uh, I'm your host, Janosh, and uh, my uh, my new rat name is Mitkolenzeure Versetzt. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to remember that one. Is that uh, carbonated? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so philosophical uh, when you say it in German. <laughs> yeah, it always does. I'm just like the rats. <laughs> I'm your host, George. And Carlo, I am willing to sell you any any and all information on these people. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot they, get They have libeled you. They have defamed you. This is going to be and, so confusing to our regular listeners. This and you can suck my dick. Never mind. Uh, um, my, I do. my my rat name yeah. is actually uh, uh, Alk Five Percent Vol. Good to know. I'm Five Percent Vol, but I'm mostly a rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This place, this podcast to me, it smells secret and safe. A perfect uh-huh. place for rats. That's so true. I think if there was ever a podcast that was safe for rats, it would be this one. Mm, I think yeah. other ones, you know, they might suggest mm. like a safety to rats, but this one is truly infested. Other and podcasts, I think that's what makes it beautiful. Other podcasts have to tag every single post they make as NSFR. Uh, yeah. It's not safe for rats, not but this one rats. is. Yeah, we're the, safe. And the, the listeners might not have noticed this, but we've like specifically tried to avoid like certain high frequencies that rats mm-hmm. uh, go mad about. Like, is it just really yeah rat? F- yeah, yeah. We leave our here. we leave our cupboards open for rats to piss in the food mm. if they really want to. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. They got to piss. We all, all got to go. <laughs> piss. What do the, the rats Chaz don't have a has toilet? Been campaigning for public bathrooms. Uh, it would she, be hypocritical. Honestly. Um, okay, so <laughs> what is my box of cereal if not a public bathroom? <laughs> I tell this to the person yeah. I live with all the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Whatever floats your cereal. Whatever floats you, so a rat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this, float here. This week we're reading the first half of the Amazing Maurice and his Educated Rodents. Which is a book Terry wrote. It's the first one he wrote for uh, for young adults, young this was ch- for kids. children. It's for kids. When I bought um, it, it was uh, it won an award. Was it, it, won, it, won, it won the Carnegie, Carnegie Medal? It won the Carnegie for Award for children's, children's literature. literature. <laughs> which is so funny. So. I think it's deservedly really, so. It is funny. I think this is the first award. Yeah. Is this the first award he won? So. Whoa. He, they were like, okay, you've written this book for kids, and suddenly we're like, okay, now we get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you make a, when you make a Christian album, and it's coming yeah. for best Christian music. The competition is like different. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's got chapters. You know, it's for kids. I think Terry said that he basically. I think I mentioned this before. 
Um, but that he heard that kids just really liked his books, so he was like, "That's weird. <laughs> I'm not writing them for the children; they're for adults. But I will write one for kids." Um, he said, "I'll write a book for children, and we'll market it differently, but, uh, but nothing I, in but the text be, will be different. It's not going to mention sex explicitly, mm. <laughs> even though it will come up the, the same." <laughs> come up huh yeah in rat language in rat language so you don't you don't know what it is yeah yeah there's rat and cat swear words yeah it doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't have horny like it does have rat mansion it doesn't have uh the chest plates have had uh they had need to be modified for huge honkers it doesn't have (laughs) no one has huge mummy milkers um they would have to have six it's, I, I think, you know, it's got chapters, it's got less horny. In some it ways, it's like, chapters. I think the restraint allows Terry to, like, write a really good book. This is Yeah, what if Terry could just write a sort of... It's short, yeah. Largely but, formless mass of very funny things. Yeah. Sort of fever dream of a story, and instead I mean, this, yeah. structured it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this feels like he had an outline for it. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> it's really good. I don't know it's if that's really, coming across really from what we've said so far. This is no, so, so fucking good. It's incredible book. It's very good. Yeah. This is like, I heard this first as an audio drama, um, I, which I, th- I can't remember if it was just reading out the book or if it was like voiced. I feel like it was voiced, but I remember it just had that like very British audio drama thing of there being lots of scary like close voices close to the microphone and like narrative. And it freaked me the fuck out. To the like point this. where I was like, this is, what the fuck is this? Um, and it was like one of the one of the scariest books of my childhood. And I didn't read it again until I was yeah. like a teenager. Um, it is scary. I was fair. I don't I think I've read it since it. I was like 12 for some yeah. reason. I, well, I, I haven't read it before now. Uh, because I I have been reading all the, like, I have been reading the Discworld books, right? When I was like... <clears throat> 14, 15-ish. Yeah. Uh, but I saw that this was for young readers, and I was like, even though even though that was the age I was in, I was like, no, I'm You're like, read no, this. Please, I'm above this. <laughs> Not yeah. reading kids' books. Mm. It was fun uh, for me to take my lunch break from my very serious office job today to go to <laughs> uh, the Waterstones in town and immediately head straight for... I initially went to the young adult section. Wasn't in there. Why would it be? No, it's in the children's section. It was section. in the 9 to 12 section. <laughs> yes. That's, I guess, when I read it, but this book is fucking crazy. I just... Do we want to talk Terry, about the copy that Robin Terry is has? winning. We haven't talked about... Like it, here's the thing, like... This book, it, it is, I think it is literally appropriate for nine to 12 year olds. It it's scary. Yeah. But it is appropriate. Um, I mean, I, I had it read to me when I was a kid. It was that young. And it, you know, it really gripped me. And it was, it was scary, but, uh, you know, it's not the kind of thing you could, like, look away from. Mm. And the humor is really appropriate for kids. Yeah. And I, it's very appropriate. Like, it's quite fashionable nowadays to sort of, like, laugh at, um, when people say, oh, it's a kid's thing, but adults can watch it too. And I think often it's fair enough to laugh at that, but uh, 
yeah, you <laughs> might get more out of this as an adult than you would as a kid. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I've been, I've been <laughs> and reading... And it's still scary. I've been reading um, The Case of Peter Pan, The Impossibility of Child soon, Fiction. As soon as I fucking saw you tweet about this, I'm like, oh, Chaz is going to bring this up on the fucking podcast. <laughs> um, I love like hearing about this. Um, Carry on. I, I'm not very far through it, so I can't give any conclusive you know, thoughts. But she does write that like adults, because adults... They don't write for children. They they write for for adults reading to children or what they hope children would like in a way. Um, and uh, I don't know. This just made me it made me think of this because it's like it's for children, but it's also sort of like self aware of the fact that it's a children's book or like that it's a Terry Pratchett book that's a children's book. I think like there's a bit where they talk about um, their character of militia. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah great name thanks terry um and she's constantly talking about like what happens in stories or like what happens in books um and she loves these like dark fairy tales or whatever and that's sort of what terry is writing in a way is the sort of dark fairy Grim. tale yeah yeah which i think is it's really interesting as well as like which you know, has tried before like it yeah it's a very terry dark theme. fairy tale and which is abroad but this is like yeah, I think this is more... It works better mm. almost as a kid's book in that way because those are the sort of books that they would be, right? Like it's Yeah, yeah it doesn't book. feel like... I mean, it doesn't feel like here's a fucked up take. No, right? he's like, this, like, is, uh, this is what, what if kids Winnie like. the Pooh was... Uh, <laughs> what if an <laughs> Alice in Wonderland dead up. heroine is like... <laughs> Yeah, Alice in Wonderland is already crazy. scary. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's, wow. it's written by a beautiful... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like... Uh, this is fucking... What was I going to say? What were we talking about before we, you said Alice in Wonderland? Terry Pratchett. The fact that it's a kid's book and it's like a fairy tale but it's which is a oh yeah it doesn't do it as well. yeah it's not it's not written like this is a fucked up version of a fairy tale but it's no. just more like th- this is what i mean it's just like themes that he had before with um stories and whatever it's just mm. uh put in a like more focused like i think the only the only thing he really does do for kids is to like not make it so meandering i guess like, yeah yeah so i mean it's it's not meandering you could say it's for kids because it's about animals yeah <laughs> and it's about kids right <laughs> so like the two the two main characters they're two sort focus of groups they're like you know there's a little a, a boy and a girl and they're the main characters and in a way that makes it a kid's book because kids books you know i've got to be about kids so kids can see themselves in the story it's par- parodying the content of a, of a of a fairy tale, but yeah. not the form. Yeah, no. which makes yeah, it ten times more effective. Yeah, because Maurice, yeah. Maurice will keep mentioning it. He'll be like, "This yeah. that's not how it works in stories." Because Melissa will be like, "Well, in a story, it would happen in this way." I do want Maurice is like, "I do want to yeah. on these lines draws to the dedication in this book, which is to Denise for the Denise, right book Denise. at the right time." Uh-huh. Very interesting mm-hmm. spelling of Denise. Yeah. Denise. <coughs> but I just think, Denise. like, for the right book at the right time, I think is an appropriate... I think that comes in quite nicely to what we're talking about. Mm. Um, and just, like... Maybe it's his niece, and it's, it's a weird joke. Yeah. No, yeah, I, that's what I it know. seems like. But, um, 
Yeah, I think it's just I'd have fucking loved this as a kid. I'm mad I didn't read this when I was young. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I'm reading it now, but I mean, I would have loved it as a kid, but I would have had to like come upon it like without any context, right? Like if it had just like fallen into my hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not knowing anything about this quote, that would have been like. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's the other thing that, that makes this like a uh, that that gives a hint that this is a different target audience is that there's very little ties to this world, or the ones that are are just like comp- like it's not it's not relevant at all, right? Yeah. Like there's grim no. fairy tales gets mentioned, which got like it's just like very little Easter eggs, but it's not like, like this yeah. is this is one of the. Mm-hmm only one who have talked about th- that you can literally read like without missing anything yeah as, as yeah because it's got like the death of rats obviously it's mentioned but like that makes perfect sense in in this story the bone fully rat, contained within yeah. this story yeah the bone <coughs> rat <laughs> the yeah. bone I mean, rat i'm like that's it's I know logically that guy. consistent like you like a ch- i think a child of a certain age could understand that without having any previous knowledge yeah probably. You know, there's a bony human with a scythe, one of a bony rat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bony rat. Um, we've got, like, you know, they mentioned the university, <coughs> and obviously it's in Uberwald. Um, but, yeah, it's not got, like, major major Discworld knowledge needed, as long, as long as you're just, like, aware of, you know, there are rats, they speak. It doesn't really matter why, but, you know, that's the story. For some reason, a group of rats have gained sentience as well as Morris, the cat. Maurice. But it's, it's so good, them being like, and it, ah, it's just great. Like, it starts in media res, right? Sort of. They're like, they're in the, you don't have some sort of like tedious backstory of like how they set up the con or anything, which would be like annoying. Instead, it's like, oh, they've done all this stuff. They've been doing it for a while. This is like one last job. And then end up in this town where it's like, something is fucked up in this town and it's creepy. <laughs> And it's immediately, like, unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, really effective. And I think it's so crazy that this is the one that feels... Again, it's supposed to be, like, a like a scary fairy... Ta- like, a fairy tale that's, like, sinister. But it also just feels like the most, like, a horror of any of his stories so far. Yeah, like, And the most yeah. effectively... Like, none of them have ever been scary before. <laughs> well, I think... I mean, if I, they walk into town and... Like, nothing's particularly scary up to that point, but someone immediately offers to buy Morris for, like, $10, <laughs> which is a load of money. And the, uh, Keith is like, uh, no. Um, and later someone's like, uh, Melissa is like, oh, he wanted to eat you. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's like oh, starving no. starving to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. I mean, there's, like, a really well-created <clears throat> sense of fear throughout the whole time they're in the town and like the sense that something is really off and it's really good at peppering in like the little clues as to what's going wrong like there's i mean we get more into the summary and stuff but like the rat catchers coming out with all these rat tails and it doesn't say that they're not rat tails until like way later i say way later this is a short book but yeah it you know you know something's wrong as as the reader the characters know something's wrong, but no one's saying yeah. it. I mean, he does that a lot, Terry, in general, but it's just nice. It's good good suspense. It freaked me out. 
Uh-huh. It freaked me out. <laughs> I just it's there's just moments of like horror. Um it's it's stuff I think he gets away with it so well because they're rats. So you can be like, Oh, it's fine because they're rats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's they're not. conscious and we know that they're <laughs> conscious and that's scary. <laughs> that you know, one of them dies <laughs> in a trap. Um, it gets crushed. Yeah. Crushed. Death. Death. Crushed. Yeah. There's like horrible poisons that like do really fucked up stuff to you. Like the whole weirdness this- with like this rat that's like them, but like not them. And the sort of idea of their consciousness and them le- like potentially losing. Like- we haven't really had this shit in a while, right? Like, yeah. we- this was such a such an important theme in the first like dozen of Terry Pratchett books is that Having a conscience is the worst thing. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Yeah, and it was so present at the beginning, right? And it hasn't really been there for the past like fifteen books or so. He has it whenever Gaspard shows up. Yeah, but that's not often. You're right. But even that is like played as a joke a little bit. Like, yeah, it's a lot more like because the first time Gaspard's there, it's literally like, oh, being conscious is the worst thing that could happen to you all these animals are conscious now and that's given them like ethical quandaries because they all yeah, like in, talk in to moving each pictures other. it's Can like werewolves huge... fuck dogs <laughs> can werewolves yeah. fuck dogs yeah. <laughs> i don't think it's entirely a joke but i do think i do think it's uh it's not explored in the sort of depth that it is here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's one of those things where he gets like an idea and he like plays with it a bit and then later on he like comes back to it and it's like okay what if we go into this deeper? Which I he mean, doesn't I think with, in, 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 in moving pictures, when they first get a conscience, it is played up a lot more as like, yeah. a, as like, as like being a horrifying thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think like yeah. after that, he kind of strayed away for, from it. Like when he brings back Gaspard, it becomes like, he does become more of a joke dog. character, I think, yeah. or more yes. of a like, it sucks that he can't fuck this wolf or whatever. Like it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't really played it's as like a horrifying more. thing, and he's more like a, like a character that is just like being cosmically punished for comedy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. With Gaspode, I feel like the energy is that whole like, the horrors are indescribable, but you've got to serve. <laughs> and this one is that like God is real and uncaring. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Life, life is horror. Yeah. All we have is like these social rules that we're constructing in real time in order to like try and form some sort of essential society where we don't like eat each other when we die, um, or like kill other rats just because they're like which, around. Which leads. Which leads Terry to make a load of philosophy jokes. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. He makes, a, I think, a Thomas Hobbes Leviathan joke in that they, their picture of, like, um, their, like their community, their, the word, the, the written down word for community is loads of, a big rat made of small rats, uh-huh. which is just the frontispiece of Leviathan, I believe. Yeah. And, um, yeah the kids are going to love that one. <laughs> Yeah, and then like two paragraphs books. later, he makes a fucking Descartes that I think therefore I am. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the old, it's the old like DreamWorks. Uh, there's jokes for the kids, and then there's jokes for the parents who. And there's there's jokes for the, the for the for the Hobbes fans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is such a weird theme to explore in a kids book because they. I was thinking back to like other, and and I mean in in the book there's this like book within a book 
of Mr. Banzi goes on an adventure. Mr. Oh Banzi has an adventure mm. where, yeah. like, they 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 <laughs> loved it. They they like worship this book as their bible, but they're also like such an interesting world where the rats, do- the humans don't crush the rats, and also all the animals are like wearing clothes and they're yeah. just having fun. And it did make me think that you never see this in basically anything to have like in any talking animal fiction right in 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 the in the genre of talking animal of talk, talking animal fiction it's always either all of them talk or none of them yeah. or maybe just one of them but yeah. the mm. idea of there being like a society of evolved animals that can that is conscious I mean, that I guess... has, has a conscience but there's other ones that are still like animals the one, and the whole like society and the whole morals that come from that the is one just... example I can think of other than this is Wicked <laughs> which is also like not really a kid's yeah that's like, true, no, thing, that's true. Right? like that's also that Wicked is already like the book is already like the dark fairy tale stuff yeah that's true like, that's true the guy who wrote that book also wrote like a dozen others that are like what if Cinderella was fucked up what if fucking you know <laughs> He what found if a niche. Cinderella was fucked up? It's like Cinderella from the perspective of the stepmother or whatever. Like it's, it's <laughs> what if your child has bad vibes or is just unpleasant <laughs> exactly. to be around? Did you ever consider that? <laughs> what if like there's a very good reason to make her do all the chores? <laughs> She's just good at them. <clears throat> what if there's like a like an employment crisis? So she should be really happy that she gets it. Yeah, she's just getting wages. <laughs> She should be grateful she has a job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it is really interesting, and I think it's something. I guess he's done a little bit with Gaspo's, a bit where he like talks to other dogs, and like they're not really that you know that they're, they're like dogs, they're normal dogs, yeah. and Gaspo is like this other thing, <laughs> this other kind of being. Um, and I don't know, he, he does the sort of thing where sometimes animals do sort of have memories and, like, a form of consciousness. But he can sort of flip-flop on it a bit, I don't know. Like, um... Like when they talk to Wuffles. <laughs> um... <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. And it's all this, um... What's the the rat? Dangerous Beans? I love Dangerous he's like, Beans. He's like their rat priest. <laughs> He's their rat wizard. <laughs> he's like a yeah. He's like a wizard of a rat, or like a he's, yeah. he's the smart one. He's nearly no, blind. He's he is much cleverer than any of the wizards. Let's be That's honest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous beans seems to have an extremely useful and like necessary function. Yeah, he's the wizards. Dangerous Beans is going to be David Tennant in the movie, so I can't wait to get mad about that. Of course he is. He's going to be ham, ham and beansing it up, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's... um. So Dan- Dangerous Beans is like their rat wizard, and he invents writing, and they create like sort of hieroglyphs uh, I, to sort of to do the other rat laws and I, they've got I, little pictures and they're really good I adore the pictures in this book they're so wonderful well if we're talking about pictures in your book yeah so um, let's talk about my copy should... <laughs> okay obviously this is an audio medium I can't show the listeners my copy but I picked up because it's the only one they had at the store 
uh, the 2022 version of the Ooh, Amazing Maurice. That's that's so recent. It's so recent, and it has the big. It has um, it's bright green, and it has the big smirking uh, DreamWorks cat doing the DreamWorks face on the front cover. Oh, thank this God! Sucks so bad. I was worried that he wouldn't be doing DreamWorks face when I hear <laughs> Maurice is like mon- in a monologue in this book where he's like dry, uh, a sort of you know like a, a con man type yeah you know he's good but he's like has all these ethical quandaries about like the fact that he eats mice and rats and stuff before he can bring himself to do it yeah every time he has to be like you have to speak or i'm gonna eat you (laughs) which is very fun in the it's very fun implicitly in the context of how we know terry talks about cats is which you know he references them as like adorable serial killers who like play with their food for fun um, um, it, it's it's a really fun little inversion, not inversion, but exploration. An extremely funny mm. bit where he's like talking with still like cr- while still like crunching like a something in his mouth. And <laughs> I, I I enjoy how much Morris is like. Are we are team Morris on, or Maurice? I keep uh, saying Morris, Morris, but I know it's Maurice. It's Morris. spelt Maurice. I think I think everyone, I think the, Briti- the people right? insist that it's Morris, but they say Maurice in the movie and people are getting very mad about it. I, I, I think... kind of like, in my head, I read it as Maurice. Yeah. But, but when I say it out, I say Maurice. We're not Americans, yeah. so we're not French. Know. Don't fucking care. Simple as. <laughs> I always said it as Maurice. This is an English cat. So anyway, I, I, I enjoy how much Morris is like way more of a piece of shit than you'd expect from a talking cat <laughs> protagonist in a children's book. Like, I'm sure yeah. it's going to have character <laughs> development in the second half. But it, it, the, at the beginning, at the, at the starting point of this book, he has not even asked Keith for his name. <laughs> Yeah, so funny. He's just he's a stupid-looking kid. He's just found this child and is like, "You can play an instrument," and all the kid wants to do is play an instrument. Uh, and he's never like asked him his name or anything about him or like where he's from. Um, but I love this yeah, kid. This kid like, rules. This stupid-looking kid. The kid is not stupid. The kid is extremely smart. The kid like notices things that people oh, don't yeah. notice. But he just doesn't say it. And he's like, everyone's always like talking and no one seems to notice that I'm paying attention to the things that they say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I really like, uh, I really like uh, poor Kid B's uh, depiction of this, of this kid on the cover. Like he's really uh, captured a certain <laughs> vibe a stu- of like stupid looking. <laughs> he is a stupid looking kid on the cover. Yeah. I have to say... He does just look like DreamWorks boy in my because my course. version also has in the middle of the book, which is actually where we yeah. stopped. So in chapter He's eight, the Wansler. it has um, like four or five pages of stills from the movie, um, and I have to say, like they're not very well lit, and it's an animated <laughs> movie, so wow. like that should tell you something. They're just not great stills. I mean, like. I can't, I can't really describe it because obviously this is I, I what am I gonna describe a picture to you? No, no one wants that. They're just you not could. very We've never done that. good shots. But also at the end mm. of mine I have some of the screenplay of the movie, which I think is fun. And I don't oh wanna God. read it yet in case it's Yeah, we're gonna have to do that when we do the movie episode. Yeah. Maybe 
looking I I just I I know that people have said that they like this movie but like I read this book and I'm like there is no way that you could do this book justice in this animation (laughs) style (laughs) like it's just absolutely it's absolutely wrong and And I'm like are they gonna betray the rats eating each other like is that which is the thing because I think if they'd done this as stop motion yeah it would have been incredible so good yeah it should be looking that that was my thought like yeah I'm all the all the bits where the rats are making like the rat noises instead of yeah. the it really reminded me of Fantastic Mr. That's Fox. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Stop motion or like um or a fucking like Ralph Bakshi film, like some dirty oh looking like twentieth yeah. century animation. Uh or 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 even like the sort of like it's it's quite kind of in in its infancy, but the the sort of new cartoony style CG that they're coming up with, especially the the big one being into the Spider Verse and the new t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie. Fun. Even yeah. the new, something, the new, something uh, of that fucking, imagination could have worked. Like. The new Puss in Boots movie has uh, some of that Spider Verse type uh, animation. Ah. And I think it's because it leans into being an an animation. It leans okay. into being a drawing, whereas this is kind of just leaning into being that sort of sterilized Disney Pixar version of things, which I I don't care for personally. I mean, it's like it's just. A bit unimaginative, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They, they, they went for but they, they, uh, if it were, like, at least, like, actual DreamWorks or... Because the thing is, like, actual DreamWorks does do, like, good animation. Like, the fucking Kung Fu Panda movies are great. Uh, but they don't... The aesthetically like still rock. They went to a German studio that does, like, knockoff versions of, like, the very early DreamWorks animation. Yeah. It just it looks Yeah, like my so my book shit. my book came with a big sticker on it that said now a sky original film on Sky <laughs> Cinema. That's I'm what now you taking want to that hear. sticker off. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but uh the biggest prestige movie can get. Yeah, wow, Sky made this. What? Like they did all the other ones. Um but at least it's faithful. Oh, I God, mean, yeah, we'll they see. did, didn't they? Um <laughs> You know, say what you want about the watch, and and we, God knows, we did. We've said so much about the watch. Um, at least they tried something. Well, that's what that's what I mean. That's what we've always maintained is that at least it tried something, um, yeah. and it wasn't yeah. some boilerplate bullshit. That's like I don't know. Well, it wasn't like the the adaptation of um, Color of Magic, which I have a lot of love for, but was very. <laughs> <laughs> bad bad yeah in a sort of boring way which i think is worse yeah, yeah I mean, if it fucking I looked like the weird the sisters or soul soul music the cartoons like that would still be better yeah those are cool yeah, honestly it would they were they were they're I mean, a bit they were janky bad. and like kind of slow but yeah they, have a they, charm. Look, they looked I cool i rewatched um uh, what's the fucking witches Macbeth one? Uh, yes, with sisters. Uh, yeah, I watched that with my dad recently, and he loved it. And that movie's like two and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> he loved so it the whole time. I have so few memories. Yeah, of I mean that that's one. the one. That's the one reason why I'm not dreading watching this as much. Yeah, because it's like ninety sure. minutes uh, tops. Yeah, like, it's, it's not at least um, it's not three and a half hours. Yeah, um, I mean, even even the Hogfather adaption, you know. That had like three incredibly fun shots. Uh, and I loved <laughs> Mostly just the one of the hog father, like naked and like facing the sun. 
I think aesthetically it was pretty good. It was all worth it for this one shot. I like I like the aesthetic. Yeah. Even though I know we have, you know, I know it's not great, but I think aesthetically it was actually pretty... Yeah, it was a good-looking movie. Well, you yeah. just want something yeah. to be interesting. Is that so much to ask these days? <laughs> yes. It's too w- much. Welsh guy. Uh, I don't remember the character name. The Ogod of the Hangovers. Ogad. Imp? Imp? No, the Ogod Imp. of Hangovers. The Ogod of Hangovers, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Bilius? Bilius, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, because the actual god's Bibulus, isn't it? Yeah. Good. still a good in the god of hangovers but... and the god of hangovers um... I would love to see uh, Amazing Morris like Cat the Musical style with like actors in like big rat suits <laughs> I want to see somebody prowling around the stage yeah, as no. Morris <laughs> that's an incredible that's an incredible idea you should do that oh, well, like, this guy, know, I mean on it, honestly like out of all the books because Chess talked about like the play versions of these books like this yeah. would be a good play like I this has structure agree. I want to oh, see. Wait, no, a play. No, I was thinking of like the cats film. Oh, oh no, I'm, I was <laughs> like, thinking hori- more of like horrific, semi-human, semi-rat CGI. Um, see, I'm in confusing. I'm in favor of both because I do want to see, like, you know, in the Nutcracker ballet where they have the yeah, ballet dancers in yeah. the rat costumes. I kind of want to see that on stage, and everyone can have their own like individual the, the rat king costumes. of the rats. Yeah, but also yeah. Morris is done up as so like you have the nutcracker rat costumes for the rats right but then maurice is done up in like full cats get up and he's prowling around the stage on all fours all yeah. sexy like <laughs> for some reason and i think I that mean, would we, be we great. can have we can have the best of both worlds. like sexy. we can have like this on stage and then fucking tom hooper does the cgi adaptation with like james corden playing Fuck yeah yeah james Corden. oh he would as well that that in in the words of, in the words of my housemate Alec, that made my balls shoot back up into my body. Taylor Swift as Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judy Dench as like ham and pork. No, Ju- Judy Dench would be the Judy Dench as ham and pork. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Dench would be the the old female rat. Who hates all male rats? I can't remember. Her oh, name. the one who's like had a hundred thousand children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Her I name. guess I'm Ian really McKellen sorry. can be ham and pork or something. I don't know. Ian McKellen can be ham and pork. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yeah>. Brian Blessed. <laughs> Brian Blessed. Oh, oh yeah. my god, that would be so good. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> ham and pork's too sad for Brian Blessed. I don't. Brian, Brian Blessed, Blessed can just... do sad. Come on now! I don't like Brian. Big, big, big savings is the mean, the mean rat, who's a woman. Big savings. Female. That's Judy Dench. Yeah, big savings. Um, the rat names are so good. Like, but uh, let's let's talk about these rats. I love. Let's talk these about rats. the different rats. rats. So these are now we, my favorite Discord characters. <laughs> we've talked yeah. about dangerous beans. We got ham and ham and pork. Ham and pork. Yeah. Ham and pork. We've got. Who's, the, lead, who's pork the leader? Is like the most. Like he, ham and pork is a very like Terry Pratchett stock character. He's giving a bit of red cully, and also Mm. like I want to say like a little bit of Vimes, but if Vimes didn't, I don't know. He's got that kind of like doesn't want to listen to the the new more newly like more used to being sentient rats. (laughs) I think he's like yeah he's like oh yeah. He reminds me of the auditors a bit, like when they get got like really mad about like the uh, 
who came the the hierarchy stuff. Oh, like Mr. White yeah. and Mrs. Crimson yeah, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, he's this, I guess he's a similar sort of thing in which that he's just gained consciousness and is mad about it, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the interest... I think that's what separates him from, like, a lot of the... I don't think I don't know if he is a stock character, and I know what you mean, but I think that it's that that he is like very much this sort of that tension. he's painted as like this sort of ancestral rat. He's like mm. yeah. the the first one to be. He's not necessarily the first one to be conscious, but he's the one most rooted in the unconscious rat. Yeah, and he's <laughs> the one who feels it feels Brain. like the the tension and the 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 tearing from that into consciousness most yeah. keenly, and he can't get away from uh, it. Yeah, he, he can't even go back. Even, even when he's in the cage, he can't go back to being unconsciously a rat. Yeah, even he can't resist, you know, the pull of morality. Really, in a way. Yeah, and he wants to, but which he, is a really fascinating. It's a fascinating thing from Terry. This is a really like oddly dark, but also very um, hopeful vision of consciousness and the ability to make better choices. I think it's a really fascinating thing, actually. Yeah, I agree, because he has this... Like, he, he has this problem where he's conscious and he's the leader, and he can't help but believe that it has to work the same way that it always has worked, even when they weren't conscious, which is that the leader is just the one who's, like... Is the leader, is the toughest one, or is all the toughest, and then, it, and then he's defeated by a younger rat... And then is killed, and then they become the leader of the of the rats. Mm. Um, but and he sort of the other rats don't want to kill him and become leader. Like no one has interest in that. Like they're fine with him being yeah. the leader, but they're instinctively they're like this is this is hard because this is not how it's supposed to work. So there's like a couple of moments where someone confronts him and they're like, okay, here it comes. This is the bit where he's killed by the younger rat, and he believes that too. And but it never happens because they make the decision to you know like like democratize past him or do some some of that little like you know like keeping mm, him grand happy position. and then be like yeah 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 <laughs> being like oh it's your his ego it's like yeah 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 like being like oh um, it's your idea you know you i'll go but obviously you're in charge and you can direct the the, tr- the troops movements or whatever <clears throat> um, like dark tan dark tan so dark tan cool. is dark tan fucking Darktown fucks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Darktown um, does fuck. He's because he, he's like probably in in a way sort of almost the next closest because he's very much about sort of physicality and action. But he's mm. also entirely into he is he is well into being conscious rat because he doesn't solve the problems through violence. It's it, it, he solves it through assuaging the the fears and insecurities of ham and pork mm. and is all about like planned action and being careful to try and preserve lives. But he's also oh. he's like into mechanics and he's a tool using yeah. rat. Like he doesn't seek to be that sort of leader. He wants to like take things apart and figure out how they work, which is what you do. That's like a, an element of consciousness which you don't really have as a you know as an unconscious mm. being. So he is like extremely different to you know like a, a normal rat obviously yeah <laughs> yeah he's painted as the the natural successor to yeah ham and pork but they choose not to and we're about to end so we should probably we should um i'm gonna take yeah. a, twi- a quick trip to the toilet and then okay, we'll get back okay. on
I'll just be a moment. The ants have awoken. It is that date. Oh no! No, it's they're in the house. It's not that date. date. It's not that date. It's not August. No, they're not flying ants. Just ants. Oh, just ants. Woken up. They don't winter anymore. Normal ants don't have a specific day, George. You can't talk about ants in the same in the same sentence as a specific day. Neither do flying ants, rather. Yes, they do. (laughs) It's flying ants day. They don't do it all on the same day. They do. do. Janosch, do you have flying ant day in Germany? (laughs) No. Oh. (laughs) Tell me something about this. It's when all the ants come out. Consider yourself lucky. Do they really come out on that day? Yeah. Well, it's How a different day every year. It's a surprise. Oh, I see. It's just when it's been really hot for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the the RSB, apparently there's like technically every day in like the summer is flying out day in different areas. Sure. Well, it's like in the same way you get cicadas every year, but then every so often you get like all the, the, the cicadas. The, yeah. 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 I remember that. That was gross. Yeah. I, I don't because I've not lived in the country with cicadas, but I've seen them. No, they they lived. There was a, a year when I was in America where it was the cicada. It's like the seven year cycle or whatever, and that's like there were just cicada shells like everywhere on like every tree. It was just like covered in these like dead cicada <laughs> shells. It was so gross. They're so big and they're so loud yeah, and so like, yucky. They're like, this, they're like this fucking big. Um, gross. I don't mind cicadas. They're quite loud. Cicadas, is it? cicadas yeah because we're not fucking american <laughs> we don't have cicadas here i don't think we get to say that they're pronounced cicadas <laughs> yeah we do because they have them in europe and we always knew about what they actually also there is cicada. a very very there's an extremely rare species which used to live in the new forest but i think it went extinct oh but they don't call yeah. them like cicadas in europe yes they do not in other languages i think in spanish they call them cigarras See there's cigarras and not cigarras. 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 What's a cicada in Hungarian, Janosch? No fucking clue. <laughs> uh, let me see. That's a weird word Would for cicada. Pe- so they call it inakashkabotza in Hungarian. Inakashkabotza? Inakashkabotza. Can't mispronounce that. Or just kabotza. That's the. I don't know what they're called in German because there's no German Wikipedia page for cicada. Cicada. Oh, cicada in German. So there you have it. <laughs> well, there we go. Now we know what well, anyway, cicadas are we, we're in three talking languages. We're talking about. We're talking Welcome about to Bug rats. Chat. So. Rats. We're talking about the rats. Uh, we're talking about Hammond. We're talking Hammond about Dark Tan. And we're talking about Dark yeah. Tan now. Um, so yeah he does traps and I like how they've organized the rats into these like squads yeah. so when they when <laughs> I mean, they do their operations so, yeah. they have oh, yeah, the pissers they're, they're like the a, trappers they're military <laughs> it's beautiful yeah the light whittlers and the, the heavy whittlers, whittlers. Yeah. <laughs> Harry is, Terry is doing some fucking military regiment shit here I, I love it yeah I mean, that's yeah, what so, makes this type of story so like the, the, this is this is just a typical like you know we have we have this con going on uh so they there needs to be like specializations and stuff like that's that's just like classic you know heist stuff that makes this shit like compelling to read mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's, it's like cool. yeah they all have roles and there's like a bunch of them and it's it's having them all have 
it's like when they get consciousness they get personalities and then therefore there's clashes because they have these different personalities and different perspectives just like in real life real people um and then they eat each other and that's normal um, <laughs> but they're I learning not to they're learning not to they're thinking about um, it and they're saying should we should we be doing that well this is the thing because like previously so just to give an overview of the con the con is that they go to a new town the rats invade <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm just cracking up at the idea that there's a children's book and part of it is like they're like do you have, we have ethical problems with cannibalism and then they're like yeah let's do some cannibalism. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is this it's all this like insane shit? But it's fine because they're rats. Um, whereas in reality, it's like no. Well, it's this is it's so like in Mo- it's like in Halo when they're like, well, it's not red blood, so. We can get like yeah, a but like lower Halo is age fake. rating. Halo is Master Chief isn't real, but like Master Chief, rats or like small Master animals do eat each other. Come. So it's more like, hey kids, <laughs> have you have you thought about how there's cannibalism in nature? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rats fucked eat up each if a rat was like time. eating like a corpse of another one, like, or even the alive <laughs> one. <laughs> Terry smuggles a, an awful lot of like interesting ethical and moral philosophy philosophy into this children's book. Yeah, like it, it genuinely, I think it quite like valuable for children to yeah. read stuff like this. Oh, well, children aren't stupid. <laughs> no, no, they're like, wow, that's a good point. I am <laughs> mm. thinking about this now. Yeah, I maybe mean... we shouldn't eat people, and they become insufferable when they. Uh... Yeah, when adults. they realize. So that's me when yeah, I was a child. Yeah, I read this book as a child. Yeah, I, that's not, sorry, Chaz, this might seem rude. How similar were you to uh, Melissa <laughs> as a child? <laughs> I, why? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you're getting, we'll are you on. getting Chaz vibes from this like, what, what really te- annoying female child? Were you telling everyone that you're not like other girls? I never. I didn't tell people that. You just, just knew. <laughs> you just made sure they knew. I didn't you do anything. I'm I, really was, interesting. I was a really quiet child. I would never. Mm. I would have never been able to. I would never be as based as Militia, who's mm. cool. She slay. She does slay. She is cool. I like her a lot. I like the way when they're trying to find the like the the. S- I'm sorry, Chaz. I don't mean it. Yeah, you I mean, do. I do yeah, you do. Yeah. I love I love her instinct when they're in the like rat catch- catcher's hut and she's like trying to find a secret passageway and she's like, "We've been thinking about this too much. I'm going to strategically lean against this piece of wall, and nothing happens." Mm-hmm. And she keeps doing it all over the hut just to like keep trying to accidentally trigger the secret passage. I'm like, I would do this. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. Melissa, so Melissa is the is the female child who we meet in this book, who's the daughter of the mayor, <laughs> the female child, the female, the female gentleman, female <laughs> human, um, the girl who we meet in this book, who's like I guess the the duty the duty ragonist. Yeah, um, I, I think mean, the turtoraga. I I don't know. Is the protagonist Morris or Keith? I think it's I don't Morris. Know. Morris, I think. So far. Oh, like, why does it? Why does that have to be one? Well, you know? yeah, they're all antagonists. Yeah. Um, it was like when Kia, the, Antagon- there was like Q and A with like Keanu Reeves. 
on Reddit and he, he was asked his favorite movies and then he listed uh, the Matrix trilogy about uh, among them and then someone replied in the <laughs> on Twitter um, I guess that means that he didn't like the fourth Matrix movie that came out last year because he said trilogy and otherwise he would have said tetralogy uh, would he? And then everyone else was like, "No, he wouldn't, because he's not a fucking nerd." Like this is the, <laughs> this is the type of like person who would call like characters in a book the deuteragonists or tetragonists. Okay, so shut the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> so die, Chaz. Look, we hate you. Words... Is what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is Look, words Chaz, have meanings, but so sometimes annoying. who fucking cares, dude? Everyone is. Everyone wants me dead. Recently, what's that about? What is with people? And they're anti-Chaz campaigning. I think, listen, if you're listening to this and you think Chaz is great and you like her facts and the fact that she tells Robin that they're wrong about flowers. Um, <laughs> because in the, it, you know why, why Chaz? It's because in the hour or so that we've been podcasting, I've seen you have two separate mugs. <laughs> I remember when we lived together and I used to go to get myself a glass of water from the kitchen and I used to open up the cupboard and there wouldn't be any glasses in there and I'd be like oh I know where they are and I'd walk into your bedroom and there would be eight half drunk glasses of water just sort of scattered around the room willy nilly <laughs> why is this collection just has nothing to do with the book <laughs> This is just ragging on annoying things that Chaz does. Listeners, I want you to know that I loved living with Chaz. My Alec calls it, he says that I'm the precocious little boy who like reads a fact in a book and then has to like tell you about the facts that he's been reading. And now I can't tell anyone anything without thinking about it. No! I wish I was dead. I like it. I make fun of it, but I like it. Yeah, men keep telling me to watch Master and Commander and my dinner with Andre. Okay. Yes, oh, now frozen. I'm being attacked for having you. good taste in movies. <laughs> I think you should watch The Godfather. It's a really good movie. What's the girl on a date said that I was a film bro because I said I'd watched The Godfather recently. So I think we need to stop the internet. I, I, yeah. A, a normal movie to watch. It's a, it's a right? good fucking movie. Mm. It's one of the only two movies ever. You watched a good movie that's like commonly acknowledged as a good movie. Wow. I know. <laughs> um, why didn't The Godfather just go to therapy? Also, The Sopranos is shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Very true. Yeah, the Sopranos like, is cancelled because I they portray therapy as like something complicated and uh, messy. <laughs> No, for therapy just is something it, that it fixes, fixes Tony. You. You're, a, you're a good person after you've exactly. done therapy. And in, yeah. in an objective I'm, sense. Uh, I'm increasingly thinking that making an inward turn in your life and working on yourself makes you a better person, intrinsically. Yeah. The more effort and energy you put just into yourself, thinking about yourself and doing stuff for yourself, the better you are. Yes. It's good. That's true. That's. It's all about the self, baby. We love the self. Um, I think mental health is cringe. And I you should not have that. any. They're putting me in charge of like organizing well-being lunches at work, and I don't know what they've chosen me. <laughs> what is that? What do you do I at like, a well-being lunch? I don't know, because I was talking about it to my coworker, and I wanted to be like, but surely what we need is less work, more money. And everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, but now I have to pretend that there's some other solution that involves like talking to people and this stuff. is therapy dogs. Shit. Like we had, if you're. If you're working in my company, don't listen to this part. But, like, we had... We were talking the other day about, like, my supervisor said that, like, her supervisor uh, was like, hey, so what's 
what things that we could improve on the how so everyone could uh feel better here like maybe a new coffee machine or maybe mm. you know more t- more little treats in the office Treat. and they do like treats treats, treats. don't unionize yeah, like it was shit like how would you feel better at the office instead of you know you can work at home yeah <laughs> yeah that's it. I, I, I started reading uh, started reading bullshit jobs the other day. So good I'm book. Very, uh, pretty good. Work. I'm I'm uh, what I'm grape pilled. I guess. Grape pilled. I, I knew you were gonna say that. Gonna I was gonna say pill. like work pilled or job pilled, but that's not true. It's the opposite of that. He's sometimes he's sometimes like kind of insufferable um, as a dude, just because you know he's like big into Occupy and stuff, and he tends to be like, <laughs> yeah, it was great, and I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> okay, David. Um, but yeah, he's got some he's got some good he's got some good ideas. I'm reading Dad at the moment very slowly. David Graeber is mansplaining to you from <laughs> beyond the grave. <laughs> from beyond the grave. <laughs> Reading a book is yeah. When when men write a book, that's yeah. I think read, reading any book by any man is being mansplained too, and I think we should, as a society, ban it. Probably. Don't worry. Soon, mansplaining will end because Megan Trainer is bringing out her hit song. <laughs> I I can't. Every... I I cannot tell you the. I stand. I stand. The levels I of do. rage. The. Uh-huh. I've never felt so violent. It's giving Megan Trainer. It's giving Megan Trainer. It is That's giving true. Megan Trainer. Um, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This anyway. is good. We were getting dangerously close to discussing the. We book, were. Right? Yeah, we were. Getting, we were on themes. like a roll of like talking about actually like about you know themes. relevant relevant stuff. But I'm glad we're back on like. Well, do you know what happened? Is- I don't know talking so much about how much you will hate me i just <laughs> <laughs> because you're fixated on it uh, fixated you keep, on it we're just yes it up. um yeah so um, no i think i'd frozen at that point Chaz, but i think i did i did tell you i loved you i know i love you mm. too george oh I you did you. hear that that's good yeah anyway yeah we we're talking about the this confidence scheme that they're running where they invade they invade a town the rats do the rats don't know why they're conscious. They just were, they one day they were conscious, and it's sort of been developing since then. Morris is also woken up and he's conscious, and he also doesn't know how. They figure that the rats it's because they ate something at the university, but they don't know why Morris is. Although we can guess, we can guess. Yeah. If you can get it, listen, we know how you get mercury poisoning from the really big fish. We do. So, um, so and I'm I, so close to it. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I'm been going ham on the big fish. probably probably a similar situation with this guy. Yeah, and they were doing a confidence scheme and they found this boy who plays uh, a pipe. And they're like, Well, we'll invade them with this with these rats. We'll cause an invasion of rats. He'll like play some notes and they then the rats ask will leave. His name or opinion. No, they just they just stole this boy <laughs> and I guess he was just like, sure, that sounds like something Yes, Mr. Talking Cat, sir. Uh, I will do as you say. It gives you, it gives him a chance to play his flute, which he likes to do. <laughs> I'm yeah. s- I'm sorry, I'm stuck on the I'm stuck on the the big fish thing. I'm just thinking about an archaeologist um, doing a nitrogen isotope analysis, 
of, <laughs> of Morris's bones and being like, damn, this, this, this cat was eating a lot of magical rats. It's crazy. This guy's trophic levels are off the fucking charts. This guy must have been so conscious. I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> mm. The C sixty nine isotope is really <laughs> elevated. Very funny to develop a conscious, and the first thing you're doing is let's let's con some people. Yeah, this is a great so bit smart. at the He's beginning where like this is this, this is the other you know this book is for kids, so the first like I think the very first message this book uh, entails you know bring brings to kids. Very first thing, you know, this is Terry going out into the world. One chance. At writing a book for young readers, um, uh-huh. let's start out with a lecture on how the government is stealing from <laughs> us and we shouldn't pay any taxes. <laughs> Fuck tax! Uh, this is such a this is such a Terry moment. <laughs> Terry being like, "Have you considered that they're not using your taxes for for good purposes?" I, I kind of interpret this slightly differently i think it's morris in, who's talking it, yeah, yeah it's not terry I, like i think terry has those tendencies but i think it's kind of slightly self-aware in that yeah, yeah. morris is morris is this weird like con man he he wakes up <laughs> he's a libertarian he becomes, <laughs> yeah. he becomes a libertarian immediately yeah. and it's just like don't worry kid it's government money <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah because they keep like they keep undercutting it by being like he's like oh the government money they don't need it they're just stealing it from the people and then they'll go to the town and the mayor will be like eating less than everyone else and trying his best to like look after the people and rationing out the food and Morris is like don't worry the government they don't need it <laughs> they got all this cash well, like, it'll be fine even before they get there it's like Keith being like oh I don't know some of the people we've 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 taken money from looked really poor <laughs> Morris is like no don't worry about it. <laughs> they'll be happy to not have a plague of rats and he's like but but that we, was we us <laughs> <laughs> it's like i think he's been doing it for a few times now and the ma- like the rats and keith are both like actually we've developed an ethical sort of framework <laughs> at this point and we've decided that we don't want to do this anymore yeah they're starting to catch on that maybe morris is a little bit shifty <laughs> yeah <laughs> it like comes like, out I- that he's been tricking the rats out of their salary yeah he told them that like gold <laughs> coins are like <laughs> that are sh- so gold coins are shiny like the moon and silver coins are shiny like the sun um and that the the like the silver ones are worth more and they're like actually that's wrong morris it's actually the other way around and he's like wow who knew oops <laughs> what is he spending money on he's a cat he says meow that's that's the, I don't think they've spent money on anything. They're just carrying it around in a big case. <laughs> Morris is holding wealth. Cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Morris, Morris is... It's not clear what Morris is actually after with the money, but he's like, must acquire money. Uh, the rats want to build their own new rat society, like, away from humans, which is, is fun. They have, like, a sort of utopian vision of a, of a rat world, which is, like, the dream of dangerous beans, who Morris doesn't like. Because he's like, I don't like how this rat sort of knows that I'm a con man. But Dangerous Beans quite likes Morris. He's like, yeah, he's got like a, he's like a good heart under under all that. Some good <laughs> ideas. Know? Morris is yeah. like, this rat is blind, but he sees straight through me, and that makes me extremely yeah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I love Dangerous Beans. I love all their names so much. I'm obsessed with the rats in this book. 
Mm. We got I think um, Dangerous Beans is one of the best. Yeah, that, that's one of the better ones. I like um, Peaches Brackets yeah. Girl. Sardines. Rat. Sardines. Yeah, Peaches. Peaches pretty good. Uh, peaches doesn't want a rilk uh, with ham and pork. <laughs> she doesn't want a rilk with with him. Which is just a fun um, little joke for the adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nourishing is a good name. Nourishing, Nourishing. is such a good Nourishing name. Nourishing is a really good name. Nourishing is fun. <laughs> good character. There's a joke um, at the beginning of the book that I wanted to talk about uh, because. Um, Rat House. Rat House. Yeah, so Terry uh, sets this book in Überwald. Uh, yeah. Terry starts this book in Germany. Because, which which <laughs> yeah, makes sense in because I guess where that's, where the, out of the that's where the Pied Piper story, like Hammond, is from. Um, and that's where also, yeah. also the Grim Fairy Tales come. So it makes sense that he sets it in Fairy Tale right? But he also uses it as a great opportunity to have the mayor's office, and it's called Rat House. And they're like, oh, is it a house for rats? <laughs> no, it's just four and four. It's, it's- but I want to... I wa- so on the weekend, I was hanging out with my family, and uh, my sister's boyfriend, completely unbeknownst of, like, you know, he, he didn't know anything about... Uh, Terry Pratchett or the Amazing Morris uh, or you know a lot so completely independently pitched uh, his great uh, story idea for a story for German kids <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a movie or maybe a musical or whatever it whatever form it but it's 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 gonna be called the Rat House uh, mm-hmm. because it's like Ratatouille but uh, Instead of uh, instead of making the cook making Linguini cook better, he uh, becomes a poli- he he's controlling the the mayor in the in the rat house and doing politics. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> and then I explained to him that uh, in the Tyrefresh story they made a joke about rat house TMTM. So there's a secret did, did cabal controlling the government. Into a crisis that his his idea was unoriginal. No, it's a good idea. I mean, taking the idea from Ratatouille is already like, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that is derivative, but yeah. <laughs> taking but I do think, uh, I do think there should be more. I, I feel like uh, Ratatouille like should be like, a, should be a genre of like oh, different you're stories so right, yeah, uh, of, of yeah. a rat controlling someone. Yeah. We should spin that. You can get Ratatouille porn. Everyone is, everyone <laughs> is fucking, but they all have a rat controlling their movements. Yeah. It's giving uh, Ratatouille. I saw a TikTok yeah. of a guy in a fast food restaurant uh, cooking up some some sort, or just in a normal restaurant cooking up some stuff in the kitchen, and then a guy takes his cap off and he's got a crawfish just on his head. Wow! Wow! You're telling me yeah. a craw fried this gumbo? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's crazy. Have I ever talked to you guys about the Year Six musical that I was in at school? No, probably. No. It was called <laughs> it was called Rats with an exclamation mark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is a musical by Sir Mr. Nigel, not Sir Mr. Nigel Hess, and it is a classroom musical about the Pied Piper of Hamelin. I was cast a bell, as a rat, actually. and I was delighted. Uh-huh. Did I ever tell you That's I was in a musical called The Pied Piper of Beetlejuice, which was the Pied Piper of Hamelin, <laughs> but rather than rats, it was Martians. Oh, Beetlejuice! And there was a, <laughs> a Martian infestation, and then the Pie Piper came from Beetlejuice, and and like had to had to like drive the mar- took the Martians away, 
but wasn't paid by the mean mayor, so took all the kids to Mars. <laughs> where they learnt not to litter. That sounds like <laughs> that man's <story>. name. <laughs> Mr. Elon Musk. <laughs> I was a child. Incredible. Good times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Going to Mars to learn not remember, to litter. Just remembering about it. I know. There was a whole song about not... not throw, it's like... Take, go pick, it was like lean down and pick it up. I don't know. It was something Boys like that. Boys go to Jupiter to get <laughs> more stupider. Floor. Children go to Mars to go learn to Mars not to, to litter. Learn not to litter. Um, so and then and then we got to go back. The, the the people, you know, they were sad that the kids were gone, so they paid the money. And then um, the mayor had a change of heart and gave a big tax rebate, and that was the, that was the oh, end. Oh, children's Sorry. musical did not end with the children coming back, <laughs> which is the point. That's, well, Don't ours was ours had a positive message about um, not littering um, and not paying taxes. The Pied Piper. Uh, the person who wrote that went to jail for fraud. Interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Pied Piper of Hamlet like six months is a moral story about paying your workers. Yeah, it's like don't exploit don't. people. Yeah, because they will steal your children. Yeah, yeah don't do that. <laughs> a, a good message. Who's morally right in that? That that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Well, they get to Bad Blitz, Blitz, Blitz. which is the the town. Funny joke about bad, bad meaning bath. Yeah, bad means bath. Yeah, he hasn't done that um, joke before. <laughs> never. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's no like, was it badass in in Lanka? <laughs> yeah, um, bad bad shushine. Yeah, oh yeah, bad shushine. Um, he's so. I mean, isn't badass even Germans. more stupid? Badass, and yeah, that, isn't badass is literally just someone's donkey was like uh, oh, yeah, disobedient. Yeah, disobedient. But I think it's also making fun of the bad thing. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's just more stupid. It's just it's, Terry is so he's a dumb man. I don't understand. <laughs> the the English are the English are a good one for making fun of German place names. Like yeah, it's because they're silly to us, the English. Yeah, like that kid who's like, I've got the cock and Fortnite. You be something about German accent is intrinsically humorous. Um, it's because it sounds slightly camp to uh, yeah. English speakers. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Luckily, all know. English place names are normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That's, that's fucking true. <laughs> so true. I love when I'm driving on the motorway to uh, anywhere north of Bristol and I drive past Desire Junction, stopping at Hungerford and Wantage. It's great. <laughs> hey, don't Wantage. forget Nemnet Thrubwell. Nemnet Thrubwell. Nemnet Thrubwell. Bognor Regis. <laughs> Terry does make fun of English place he names, does. I think. Rightfully quite a lot. Oh, yeah. so. You got to. I mean we've got Curry Mallet. We've got curry Queen Mallet. Camel for fuck's sake. <laughs> we've got Shitterton. <laughs> <laughs> you know Shitterton. I I that's near where I grew up. Uh, not to I'm, dock I'm from a place I'm from a place um, with normal the listeners names. Are drawing so. circles around <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Shitterton, uh, the people used to steal the road sign for Shitterton so often that yeah. the whole road clubbed together and bought a large, like, Portland stone, um, immovable road sign and carved the name Shitterton into it. So it's this massive lump of rock because no one can steal it. <laughs> it's built like a brick Shitterton. <laughs> now that says a lot about yeah. human ingenuity. Um, it's beautiful. The British ingenuity, the British spirit. Inspiring. I'm from a place with normal names, so like Penny. Like <laughs> Reminder to Chaz. Oh, Jesus Christ! Edit the episode. Uh, 
I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> like, what? What's it? What's an episode if not if not uh, without uh, docs and chat? Precisely. Um, a good episode that I don't have to worry so much about editing. <laughs> Let's keep going through um, the summary. We're doing the summary at like an yeah. hour and twenty. I mean, but we're just been we have been about talking everything. About the yeah, way talking about I feel good about um, this. So. <laughs> So where were we? Yeah, so they've been running this confidence scam. Uh, Morris is very funny. He's a he loves to he loves to, you know, get one over on people. He's just like Garfield. Are, we we do that sort <laughs> yeah. of catch up. He's just like Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, Morris doesn't hate Mondays Why because he doesn't have to work like movie? Garfield does. Um, we had a, they uh, make him fat and orange. Like doesn't it's not at all what he looks like here. He's like a scruffy. I don't know. He's like a He's scruffy like a street fucking, cat. Yeah. yeah, like hard-bitten ginger Tom. Oh my god, I Why just noticed there's a, there's a little drawing of sardines on the, on the back of it. With oh my god, I love sardines. Oh, he's got the false teeth. He's so cool. Um, <laughs> sardines <laughs> likes to wear a little hat. They talk about wearing clothes and this, like the mice want to wear clothes, like the kid's book that they found, which they treat as a sort of sacred text. Um... But they can't quite get it to work, apart from Sardines, who's mastered the use of, like, a hat. And Dark Tan, who's got, like, a sort of, like, work work vest that he stores got tools cool and stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a, a commander yeah. rat. Yeah, so they're, they're, in a, they're in a coach. The coach gets robbed. The, the coachman runs away. Uh, the rats get the bandit and they, like, steal everything. Um, the, I think the bandit runs away. Uh, and they're like, can we can we sell the horses? Can we sell the the chariot? And they're like, the chariot, the coach. Um, but they're like, no, we we can't do that because we we don't want to get in trouble with the watch again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could do it not being chased out of town again because uh, we can't go back to any of these places because they know us and they will get us. Um, so <laughs> uh, they get to Bablins and something's not right. It's very, it's very empty. Everyone looks kind of malnourished and scared. They're, they're all looking at Morris quite a lot. Um, and there's like a lot of stuff that's basically saying that they, you get money, you get rewards for, for rat tails, which is strange. Just the and then tail. It splits off into sort of two investigations um, where Morris and the boy, whose name is Keith, <laughs> we are informed of, uh, they go. Yeah, he's the leader of the Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, they run into, first of all, some guy tries to buy Morris, like we said. And they run into this girl called Melissa, who tricks them a Don't bit. Don't make fun into, of my name. Tricks, tricks Morris into speaking because she's kind of aware that they've been talking to each other. And then basically blackmails them into coming with her. And then she, she takes them to like her house. And they have a conversation and they, they, they go through what's going on. Um, Meanwhile, the rats I, are doing. Hmm? The um, I just thought of something. The Melissa conversation, where she discovers that Morris can speak. Mm. Um, he does the the classic Terry thing, where Terry makes the animal, the, the talking animal, talk, uh, like and answer questions, and then people are like blanket out of their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, because how could you could ima- how you couldn't imagine an animal talking, but. When Terry does this in adult books, he explains it way more. And in kids, it's just left implicit and it is more natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids are more intuitive. 
genuinely. I think Maybe, he understands yeah. that, and he's just like, they'll get it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I respect it. I mean, I think he's That's just, interesting. He's just dialing back his, or like toning down his like narratorial voice a little bit. That yeah, I think like in the yeah. other books. And I like his uh, narrator narratorial voice a lot. Maybe maybe he doesn't need it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, yeah not mean, like those Goodreads reviewers who complain that he's being insufferable when he makes jokes in the book. Does anyone? I hate it when Terry makes jokes. Does anybody want to hear a Goodreads yeah. review for this one? More like bad reads. More like bad reads. Should we should we get through the summary? Let's get through the summary and then I'll do that. Gonna get through the summary. There's no structure to this episode. This is like the opposite of what Terry did in this book. <laughs> yeah. Terry wrote a good book that we want to talk about and therefore we can't. Yeah, yeah we're like, not we getting can't to have the, a sort of structure. Yeah, we talked we talked about the themes before talking about what happens, so that's fine. That's fine. It's just like to to it's it's a fairly simple plot. Um, so we shouldn't have laid off our script editor. <laughs> I know. It was just costing too much money. Oh, in this economy. He was very rude to me. Um, yeah. yeah, he kept talking about how you kept leaving glasses of water all over the place. <laughs> he kept insulting me for various things that I do that's completely normal. Um, <laughs> hey, Chaz, what, what mug are you using right now? Squirrel. Same one. Okay, okay. <laughs> just check. Just check. Mug watch. Mug watch 2023. <laughs> watch this mug. Mug and watch. Who watches the mug? <laughs> we do. <laughs> who watches the mug? Not me. Um, I'm always dropping it on the, the floor. The independent mug complaints. Sometimes I just don't look where I'm putting the mug when I'm putting it on a table and I just drop it straight on the floor. And just that's like just Bella sort of illustrative Twilight. about the way that I live, which is that I live for the moment and I don't get bogged down by unnecessary details like whether or not the mug is going on a table. Um, yeah, it's it's hot girl shit, right? It is yeah, hot girl hot, shit. Hot girls will like drop things on the floor for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I love hot it. Hot girls be like dyspraxic. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the the rats are starting up their offensive. Basically, uh, they split into teams, but slowly as they go down, they sort of begin to realize that it's. There's, it's something weird is going on with this town. There's no other rats. Normally, there's like a bunch of other rats um, who are like normal rats. They're not. They call them smart kikis. Like them. Kikis, yeah. Um, but there isn't rats. any. And it smells weird. Like they can smell rats, but they can't see any rats. And there's like an unusual number of complicated rat traps as well as poisons around. And it's very, it's very strange and sinister. And then one of them, one of them eats like i think like touches some poison and dies horribly well yeah oh, i mean uh, a kiki a kiki eats some poison as well okay no no no. it's one of the normal rats what one of the like uber rats <laughs> eats um gets poisoned like like stands on poison but it's the kind of poison yeah. where they then have to kill the yeah. rat but then they run into a kiki rat that has been caught what? in a live trap so that it can be collected yeah I they think- don't have to I don't think a rat touches any poison. Not. I'm sure that's... I think so. I think yeah. so. That is no. what happens. I think they, they meet a kiki, like one of the first kikis that's, eat, that's eaten some poison and uh, it's, it's dying. No, I'm sure, mm. I'm sure it's one of... Maybe not. I don't know. 
I'm sure mm, it's one of the rats. <laughs> maybe I read the, the, the version for, for small children. I'm reading the version for DreamWorks. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Brackets, extra gore. Well, they keep dying. Um, yeah, one of them anyway. is in like a crushing trap, which is new. Uh, and they're all like talking about whether or not they should they should eat him. <laughs> um, they're like, listen, if he's there, if he's there, you know, just like you don't want to waste food, right? In this place, you don't want to waste food. But we don't know if they if they eat him or not. Uh, but basically, Dark Town's like, there's something fucked up going on here. We need to like regroup. Probably they find a, they find the Kiki rat. And take it back. Meanwhile, Sardine is doing is doing the uh, the plan, and he's got his like little straw hat and, and like stick, and he's doing like a little dance uh, where Melissa and Morris and Keith are, and then accidentally ends up in a trap. But they manage to they manage to rescue him. But then they all like have a conversation about what's going on, and Morris sort of persuades Melissa to help to help them by like appealing to her sense of narrative. Uh, and her sort of obsession with stories and then she's like okay we'll be on a team and then normally it's like four four kids and a dog <laughs> but we'll have to be like three you know two kids and a cat i guess that's fine <laughs> <laughs> my scooby-doo senses are tingling i go mm. yeah Mor- morris mentions that the rat tails that the rat catchers had weren't real rats tails they were bootlaces uh, and there's something going on that's weird with those guys. So they're like, we'll investigate the the rat catchers and see what's going on, because something suspicious is going on. They get to the they get to there and they're looking for a secret hidden door because everything looks normal. And Keith, who's very smart, is like, why is there a why is there a rat hole in like a rat catcher's place? That's very strange. They like they put their hand in there and there's like a switch and it opens up a secret door to a cellar. Which is cool and normal. And all of... Um, and, and they're fucking freaking out because the whole thing smells like... Not like rat fear, like rat terror. Like mind-bending, eldritch terror. Yeah. And I'm reading this. This whole section to me is that bit in Watership Down where they get gassed. Right? <laughs> yeah, basically uh, the other rats, meanwhile, are investigating... Uh, this place where the kiki is taking them and they get there and there's like a bunch of fucking rats in cages and like in nets and stuff um and it's like absolutely horrible and they said like they don't have a concept of evil but they've been inventing one and it sort of smells evil which is this really interesting thing because they have this thing about the rats beginning to like be afraid of shadows which they weren't previously because they didn't have a concept of shadows because there was no light really and now they're sort of beginning to to be scared of stuff but they're very freaked out by this horrible room full of like mm. captured rats and stuff and like a bunch of them go running back and they get so some of them are so scared that they like yeah they like revert to their primitive selves and like can't speak language anymore um, but it also it also evokes a powerful sense of like angered empathy in mm, yeah because yeah Hammond pork is so enraged he's he's like let them out we've got to get them out of these cages yeah he's 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 appalled. Like it's it's a really interesting character he, for him. Yeah, and he starts he yeah. starts going he starts going crazy. He like attacks um, uh, militia because mm. he's trying to get all the rats out. It's very emotive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, he cause they, like, yeah, because they're like eating each other in there, um, in like the middle of the the net, and they're like just like 
it's just like a writhing net of rats, which is just a horrible concept on like a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the rat catchers come, and there's uh, and they're like, oh. This, what are you doing here? Because they discover that not only is there a bunch of rats in there, but also like a bunch of stored food and stuff that they've been stealing from the rest of the the rest of the town. Um, and this is some sort of scheme that's been going on. But they're like, it's weird because these two, well, Morris is like, these two guys don't seem smart enough to pull this off on their own. They're at catchers. They just seem like goons. Um, but they, they put ham and pork in a cage and they're like, oh, we'll use him. He's very savage and confident. We'll use him for our like rat baiting <laughs> that we've, that we're doing later. And they get the two kids and they're like, uh, we could kill them or we could just like throw them in the river. That might be easier. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, insane. So, He's like, maybe that's kind of children's story stuff, you know? Yeah. It'd be kind of. So they, yeah, they lock them in the room next door and um, Morris is like looking for an exit. He's like, I'm looking for, he's looking for a Morris shaped hole that he can run, yeah. he can run away through. But then there's, he, while he's like snooping around, there's some sort of weird presence that smells like terrifying and evil, but it doesn't seem to understand what he is because um, it's like speaking into his mind and it's never like felt mm. like a mind like his before uh and that's and like crucially is speaking to the rat catchers as well yeah and it's speaking to the rat catchers and it's sort of guiding what they do so like they were going to get rid of the of keith the piper but then the, the presence was like no we can use him and they're like we can use him <laughs> um <laughs> a mysteri- the mysterious it's the invisible hand of the market <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's yeah and that's basically where we're at uh so far so sinister how sinister are they things. gonna get out of this one how I'm are they gonna get out of this one too i love the kids books uh i love a kids book that's just like oh yeah paralyzing fear and what if you were dehumanized by the cruelty of others <laughs> It, yeah, it's crazy It'd shit. It would be crazy if that happened. I love this book. I think yeah. this is one of... This is in my top five yeah. Terry books. Mm. This is so oh, good. No, it's it's incredible. It's genuinely incredible. Like, I kind of thought this one was going to be like a little silly goof. And it is a little mm. silly goof. <laughs> like, it, it is. But it's, but it's much more than that. It's a silly goof about the... Uh, the consequences of consciousness. I think if I was gonna um, recommend this, if I was gonna, if I was, whenever I like try and recommend somebody a Terry Pratchett book, I tend to pick like, um, Mort, because yeah. it's like yeah. the first one in the Death series, and I think that's good. Or, but I think it's the first good one. It's the first it's like, good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first good book. Uh, I do. I normally do like Reaper Man or like Small Gods. Or well, sometimes one of the witches ones. Yeah. I'll be like, I mean, I, I almost wouldn't recommend. Uh, almost wouldn't recommend this one as a first one, just because it's gonna set your expectations like, <laughs> way too high for the <laughs> rest like, of the oh, series. So this guy writes like gothic fantasy horror <laughs> for kids. It's <laughs> like so not really. Most of the time, it's just like stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's more funny. What if for a guy was weird? I mean, he he definitely goes down more of this path. Like, this is stuff that he'll explore more in, um, like the dark the dark sort of spooky stuff. He'll do more in like a thud, 
And like, I think this is generally like a turning point. And I don't know if it's because he won an award for this one, but he was like, oh, the people love this shit. <laughs> no, it's because 9-11 happened. <laughs> it's because 9-11 happened, yeah. Um, but yeah, the books do get significantly darker from this point, I think. This is also where my Discord... And uh, yeah, and uh, it's good. The experience is going to become more spotty. Like, just looking at the next few books next one is Nightwatch I have read that one I have read The Wee Freeman haven't read Monsters Regiment haven't read A Hat Full of Sky have read Going Postal haven't read Thud and haven't read any of the ones after that so I'm very excited for Monstrous Regiment that one's my that's a great crazy book. one to read uh, Monsters Regiment I is gender. good <laughs> yeah that one would be about gender and Going postal, I really like, is about sort of, oh, you know, stuff. <laughs> Don't you'll, go in postal. You'll see. It's about when yeah. there's, uh, it's about stamps. It's about <laughs> stamps, yeah. It's about being a fun, a fun, weird guy. He, new type of guy dropped in Going Postal. Um, they're like, what if there was a Terry Pratchett character who was actually like, like he was a male protagonist and was kind of based. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, crucially, was still like but a still w- horny. Little nerd who was horny for a dominating woman. He's still horny for a dominating woman who hates him. <laughs> who smokes a lot. Dark hair. He smokes a lot. And was like severe. He can never get away severe. from that. He can't because it turns him on too much. Wouldn't it be hot um, if you kissed cool. someone and it tasted like licking out an ashtray? But he's so real for that though. <laughs> you ever kissed someone like that? I have. Once you're a smoker, most it's nice. kissed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really horrible actually it's because you're not a smoker george you wouldn't get it you wouldn't understand yeah it's because it's it fucking it smells horrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to suck the nicotine out of their mouth um oh, I don't like nicotine. <laughs> it's delicious to me it's good to yeah, me why um, are you a fucking uh like tobacco hornworm yeah yes no. second hand um, smoking to the next level exactly we gotta have it full, fully processed by the body Yes, so <laughs> that one's gonna be good. Um, I mean, we still have half of this book to read. It's not over yet, yeah, folks. Yeah, that's, that's goddamn right. It's not over. And then, I'm, and I'm then, excited. And then, that's not all, folks. And an entire movie adaptation of this. I'm excited. You got for some you. stuff to go through. Yeah, there's gonna be some shit goes on in the second half of this book. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. I can't believe that this is like he. I don't know. It's so funny that he made this book and was like, this is my first kid's book. <laughs> so sweet, <laughs> Terry Pratchett. And like, it is a kid's book. Hey, kids. I don't want to take How that away How about cannibalism? It. Like, it's a good kid's book, but it's also insane. And there's so much body horror in this book. There's so much about, like, rats getting crushed and their eyes popping out and, like, them eating each other. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the I way think, that stepping in I poison makes actual, your feet like, drop off and so you have to be euthanized. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the the being the the rats eating rats <laughs> and the like horrors of like their being like becoming this conscious creature and there being like others who are just like you but they're animals and you have like NPCs that's, that's way way that's more right. terrifying to me than the being crushed. Yeah, yeah, the ex- yeah. the What's existential the ho- horror, yeah. the horror of, of the yeah. universe, and an uncaring god or lack of god. Yeah, it's consciousness is the true yeah. horror. Yeah, this, yeah this book, it is. Which yeah, is it what makes it really interesting thing about I consciousness. Think. Which is like, which again is like that thing also, that he did with the werewolves and everything. Where it's like the worst thing is to be an animal, but also conscious. 
Yeah. Um, with the auditors as well, I did realize that. But it's also balancing that with uh, this idea of, you know, creating a society with sort of ethical rules is the antidote to that and is the way that you have to deal with that. Um, you know, it's, it's something that evolves and it's something that's changing. Well, it's, it's about how um, you sort of have to move society forward and make it maybe, maybe modernize it and make it fairer <laughs> to escape from this sort of primordial horror, yeah. maybe. It's like the rats find, yeah. finding the kiki rat in the live trap and, just, and like coming to a decision kiki amongst rat. themselves not to like let her go out and die. And to like yeah, take her in like, off yeah. their own, even though that she is not conscious and they are. Yeah, the book and, about like, veganism. doesn't like it because he's like, he's like, oh, you just, we just like kill the rats that aren't like us normally. So like, this is a thing mm. that they've been doing. But uh, Dangerous Beans is like, what if we don't do that? What if we decide that we won't kill any rats? And that's like a rule that we're gonna make. And like again, when when they get into the horror when they get into the horror movie room with all the rats um he does feel like like george said he feels that empathy with them even though like in the past he's been like we just kill them it doesn't matter they're not like people in the way that we are and in this moment he feels solidarity with them and feels like a sort of rage like a kinship rage i mean yeah it's very powerful it is like someone previously a rather perhaps sort of hard-nosed person coming across uh say i don't know like a genocide Mm. in a way and then having to deal with that the feelings that that arouses in them Mm. yeah it's um it's it's really it's really interesting (laughs) it's so powerful for a kid's book it's good it's good crazy that he did that. (laughs) i don't see how you can animate this in the funny dream Are you, it's, it's a horror like it's a horror it, like it's a kid's horror but I, I just think it needs a bit more like it needs a bit more it should be grittiness. animated in the style of Watership Down yeah yeah. it needs a bit more it needs, horror it needs a good, to it it needs an imaginative and fitting art style yes for one yeah and we'll see it's so funny the difference between we'll books see. and films is that like, this would be insane to put in a kid's film but like in a kid's book they're like you have won the award today sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the award for making a, a animated rat's eyeball pop out of its head as it's crushed <laughs> yeah. instantly in a trap. So, <laughs> like, oh, ages nine to twelve are going to eat this up. Death. Curious to see how they do the body horror stuff in the in the yeah, I'm interested version of this. yeah. Uh, uh, the anime. I mean, not not all of us know what the antagonist is, but um, uh, how the, how are they going to do that? <laughs> It's just crazy mm-hmm. how when that movie got announced, uh, everyone on the Reddit were like, yay, finally a good version of this story. They're like, Why did they think that? Do they not well, see they with their eyes? They news, so, you know. I am so excited to Whatever. read the reviews. Let's do the Patreon read before um, his Google call ends. Yeah. Okay, bad reads. No, the Patreon read. We gotta wrap this up. I'll yeah, do the I'll do the bad reads. Bad reads. We'll do I'll bad do bad reads, reads next next oh. Uh, next time. Oh, we're doing the Patreon. Tune oh, in. Okay. Tune in next time <laughs> um, for some bad. Okay, okay, so you want next to week, uh, keep podcasting for another half an hour. Like no, it's, I'm sorry. I was like, we're just, we're not at quite two hours. Um, <laughs> well, this is <laughs> we don't have <laughs> to be. Watch. Welcome to a slimline <laughs> episode, everyone. <laughs> This has been 
who watches the watch. Listeners uh, are like banging at their it. tables because the episode. Why is not aren't you going talking about Coxmoor? Um, you efficient. <laughs> you do you do your twenty minute filler bit where you just talk about Twitter drama. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you hear Neil and Amanda divorce? <laughs> what? what? That's crazy. Do you guys hear um, about Mr. Musk? Wait, who? I did not hear it. Who's that Elon Musk Sounds guy? Smelly. Um, okay, this has been too much as the watch. We'll <laughs> next week be talking Lord. about the second half of this. <laughs> um, if you want, you can join our Discord and join the conversation. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a tough environment to get started in. So mm. for those of you who tried, I'm saluting you. I'm yeah, if you survived you right all the annoying like waving gifts. Uh, yeah, we'd love to do that too. Um, also, yeah, you should donate to our Patreon, where hopefully we'll be updating Dark Spell soon. We have some deranged updates. Yeah, we well, there's yeah. there's two recorded um, musicals episodes that are yet to come which out, which were great, they which were really good, good and they're really good. We will have a Dark Spell slash Bella Forest update coming very soon. I just have to. I started a new full time job recently, which is why the editing has been slow, unlike normal when I was unemployed and it was when slow. It's good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I have an excuse. So. Finally, an excuse. Or just because um, Robin makes money now doesn't mean that we don't want your money as well. No, we also want your money because we love money. Um, I will I like take to your give money. Give it to me. Yum, yum, yum. Um, you can do it to our Patreon for three years a month and get all that bonus content. There's so much on there still. Um, or you can donate five and get your name shouted out like these people. Um, Taran. Rat. Sarah McClintock. Rat. 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 Milk succubus. Rat. Squeak. Lever. Kiss. Cheese. Rat. Justin Crandall. Rat. Trap. DM. Rat. Fear. Big titty goth dreadwife. Rat. Whittle. Antigone Progony. Rat. Squeak. Squeak. And you know what it is. You it's know. the people who give us even more money on the ten dollar. Hey, strong in the oh. of the show. Tintin. Big rat. Slime Simon. Big rat. Wraith. Big rat. Jason H. Big rat. Big flat bunt. Big flat rat. Fear. Run. Yeah, don't be put so off. Thank you to those people. <laughs> don't be Kill. put off by Kill. me calling Sorry you rats. It's affectionate. Um. Also, like, I don't know if we mentioned this in a while, but, like, check out our other podcasts on the Good Episode oh, Productions yeah. Network. <laughs> yeah. oh, good stuff going on. We there. just finished, we just King finished the fucking... King Killer Chronicles. It's not called that. It's called the Kvothe Killer Chronicles. It is called the Kvothe Killer Chronicles. Chronicles. Do not check out the King Killer Chronicle. You get one. <laughs> Worst mistake of my life. <laughs> um... That's that's Robin's podcast. You wouldn't guess because they got the name wrong, but that's like <laughs> they've been drinking wine. Mine uh, as well. And Janish is on and, there as well. And Janish. is also on there. Um, or you can check out a song of babies and puppies. We oh, just yeah. finished. We just finished uh, a feast of feast a feast for, for crows. crows. So we're going to be starting How dance you got soon. Like almost done. One and then wins when it comes out it's this com- year. Coming, this <laughs> coming year. out this year. Wins of winter 2023. Doors of Stone oh, will also hear? come out this year. Yeah. So gonna get Can't wait. It came out It came out last year, sorry. Uh, wins of winter. Didn't you not hear? No, I missed it. That's interesting. <laughs> 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 Must have been not it that good. It apparently wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's what I've been saying. Well, I've been saying that it's going to be bad. Yeah, um, it might be bad. Yeah, or like Lynchpin, which we'll update one day. We should finish Twin Peaks. We should finish Check out um, Fred Says Fuck. Check out Fred Says Don't Fuck. Follow. Yeah, do that. 
Uh, there's like nine episodes. You <laughs> it's can... a short, short listen. We'll we'll see you next time. Um, and until then, beyond strong the arm is my uncle. Granny Weatherwax says more than ever. Fuck turfs. Fuck. Look out! Look out for rat traps. Don't eat any suspicious. Don't eat any suspicious cheese unless somebody's eating it before you and they're fine. Um, don't kill yeah, get a, rats. Get a taste don't tester. Be the second don't rat. Rats yeah, because rats are people and you shouldn't kill them. Be the second rat. Always be the rats second rat. Rats are lovely and they make very good pets. The horrors you are indescribable, but you've rats. got find, to slay. Find Chaz on Twitter and put her on blast for leaving her glasses we, everywhere. We <laughs> had a rat called that. Peaches too. And she was a lovely rat. <laughs> but you know, they die like two years. So they teach children a lot about I love death. rats. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Good night. Bye. You should all learn to read. Let's read Lombardi characters.